This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, much is made of our city's musical history. There's been all sorts of attention paid to rock music over the years, but of course that's not... Uh, all that's going on, or all that's been going on, and right now Claire Barton is into some research around the city's classical music history, more particularly the singers, and we'll find out more about that study now. Claire Barton joins us in the Awesome Morning Show studio. Morena, great to have you with us, Claire. Morena. Claire, you're fresh out of, um, what, a performance at the uh, Dunedin Arts Festival? Yes, I am. Yeah, I was performing at one of the Olveston at Six concerts, I think, Thursday last week. So that was fun. Enjoy it. Loved it. It was nice to be back singing again. Well, indeed. And it's a, you know, it's a measure when we look at something like the Dunedin Arts Festival mm-hmm. of, uh, of the diversity of activity going on in the, in the creative sector right now. And indeed, I guess that's always been the way. Yeah, I think it has. Um, in my particular case, uh, the, the research I'm doing is on the classical world, but the classical world feeds in to musical theatre, and musical theatre feeds into different um, aspects of, of other music and other performance in Dunedin. So I actually see the whole um, of the Dunedin performing arts community as actually quite, quite a fluid place. So it's a place where you can do a lot of different things. And one of those is study. You're mm-hmm. in a university city, Claire, and mm-hmm. you've chosen uh, what you've chosen to do. What in terms of your study? Tell us more. Well, um, I have returned to study to take on a PhD looking at women singers and singing teachers in Dunedin. And, and my specific time period is 1955 to 2000 because there's just such a rich body of information um, about that time uh, that that's really sitting there waiting to be researched. Yeah, waiting to be researched because what, it hasn't been reported on widely? Well, it was at the time, so there, there's a lot of stuff in newspapers and things like that, but I think it's at risk of being forgotten, the history of the history of classical singing in the city and the importance of it to, to various aspects of the performing arts community. So that's partly why I'm doing it. Um, obviously also as a as a classical singer myself, I kind of want to know where I come from you know where where my where my teachers came from, how what I get to do started, and and why it exists. In Were Dunedin. you taught in this city? I was. Yes, I studied. I'm a Dunedin girl, so I started learning singing when I was 11 years old. Um, and then when I had about 20 or 21, I decided that I might start getting a bit more formal about it. So I went and studied at university as well. So I've had the best of both worlds in a way. Who were your mentors? Uh, my first singing teacher was Judith Borick, uh, and she sent me to Isabel Cunningham at the University of Otago, and uh, I've worked with Isabel uh, all the way through my uh, performance degree and my master's degree, and then came back and worked with her again. Uh, so, yeah, Judith Judith Borick and then Isabel, and also Judy Bellingham, who was the head of performance at the University of Otago, I see as people who have really helped me along the way. What's been your starting point in terms of the PhD? Where do you begin with a task like this? <laughs> well, um, I actually didn't know where quite to begin with it. So uh, it took a lot of work to sort of to, to untease what it was that I really wanted to find out. And the, the thing I wanted to know was the answer to a question that I kept getting asked whenever I went away from Dunedin to do things singing-wise, which was, why is it that you have so many good singers in Dunedin? And they always answered themselves by saying, well, there must be something in the water down there. And I thought to myself, that doesn't 
you know, that's a great answer. It's, it's glib. But it's not really the case. Like, it, it's, there's something else going on here. And I remember as a young girl going to singing competitions and seeing the singing teachers, many of whom were women, sitting together, watching the competitions. And I thought to myself, actually, I think it's got something to do with the fact that we just had such good teachers in Dunedin and they in turn had such good teachers and there were so many women I thought maybe this this might be something to look at actually. Yeah, well you're looking particularly at women yeah. singers and teachers. Why? Well, in part it's because I need to have a structure to my thesis which means that I only get to stay at 100,000 words because if I... Um, if I made it longer, uh, sorry, if I if I did everything, I would be, you know, it would be never ending. But for me, it was remembering those singing teachers, mostly women, sitting at the competitions and knowing who they all were and knowing that many of those women had been involved in organising things like Opera Otago or the Competition Society or, you know, they were involved in Newsats, which is a singing teachers association. And, and it had been, there had been a lot of women who had been involved in organising those. And I just, I, I thought that that needed to be researched a bit more. So connections through those organisations mm. is a place to start? Yeah, that for me that really was the place that I started. And then I decided that what I wanted to know um, was what other people thought about this. So I had my own opinions and I, I have archival information but I wanted to hear from other people to see whether my ideas I guess about this world were correct what yeah uh, uh, this is a big question but mm-hmm. but what are you asking what is it that you're keen to know and draw out about these women well I'm keen to understand why it is that we have so many highly skilled highly trained women who decided to make their lives in Dunedin um, and what structures existed for them to be able to do that, to be able to work from Dunedin, to be able to teach in Dunedin, but also how they were involved in the structures that exist here in the opera company and various other places that allowed them to pass on their knowledge and allowed them to uh, encourage their students into professional careers or into you know highly skilled career, uh, highly skilled workers like amateur or semi-professional singers so it's it's that really it's about it's about the structures that they were part of and that they helped create how deep are you into this now Claire oh I'm about a year and a half um which is a little scary when you think of it like that so halfway almost and tell us a little bit about what you've learned well um I've learned that there were far more singing teachers active in Dunedin than I really realized um I've realized that I didn't know a lot about what women were doing outside of Dunedin, uh, which was really interesting. So there were there were a lot of singers who were going outside of Dunedin and doing work or competitions, and I just had no idea. The other thing is that I think there's a disconnect um, between what we know within our community in Dunedin and what the wider New Zealand community knows about us, and that... Um, that's going to be an interesting area of research too, like knowing, finding out what New Zealanders generally know about Dunedin singers, if anything. Well, you're going to be plugging some gaps for the rest of New Zealand in that regard then? I hope so, I really do. Yeah. Many of the women uh, who have been involved in the early stages of um, the development of this 
music scene, if you want to put it that way, won't mm-hmm. be with us anymore, but others will be. You're mm-hmm. speaking to them. Um, yes, yes, I am. Um, I'm One of the people I'm researching is Anna McCalla, who is still who is still here, um, and I will be speaking to, to various people. So because it's such a long time frame, yes, there are people who will be the subject of research who are no longer here, but many of their students are still um, living and still teaching. So, you know, the work that they did is very much still alive. You're looking for more information, obviously. I am. You're looking to spread those tentacles even further. What, what in particular uh, are you looking for right now? Where are the gaps? Well, at the moment, what I'm doing is I'm running a survey, and the survey is available online, and I can give you the online address for that, but it's also available at uh, in a paper form at the School of Performing Arts reception. And what I'm looking to do with that is to try and gather in as much information from anyone who was involved in the local singing community or in the local performing arts community as possible because I'm looking for a wide range of anecdotes and opinions about the music scene and in particular about classical singing teachers. Um, So it's open to anyone who's over the age of 18 uh, because I figured that some people who are even in their 20s will still have teachers who are active during the period that I'm specifically looking at. Um, And... Really, it's just anyone who was involved in that community. That could be that people were learning singing as young people. It could be that they continued on and were involved in competitions or in shows or or whatever. It could be that they were teachers. But it could also be that they were pianists or members of orchestras or people who did work backstage or in governance. Or it could even be people who are family members of singers and singing teachers, uh, parents, children, siblings. I'm interested to hear from all of them because they all have a really interesting perspective to to give about this world. You mentioned the the, the rather glib comment about you know perhaps there being something in the water, and as, <laughs> as you've discovered, of course, it makes sense that, that that's not the case. It's yeah. real people on the ground doing the work, as always. Um, any sense at the moment, you know, now that you've got um, starting to build this picture of this period, uh, as to the relative health of the scene now? Do we have um, you know a strong representation of uh, women singers and women teachers in this area? I think we do. Um, I'm incredibly biased being a woman singer in Dunedin. I'm I'm quite proud and and, and rather protective of my community. Um, I think it's a resilient community and always has been and it goes through, um, you know, highs and lows as with any other community. And I think, you know, we're coming out of COVID, so um, that is always difficult. But seeing the the work that's going on at the university, seeing the work that's going on with competitions, with the arts festival, you can't help but be hopeful for the future for the community and for the wider arts community generally. The chief output from this for you as a PhD, mm-hmm. we've seen quite a lot of publications in the last few years around the music scene in general in Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's room for a publication other than a PhD in in this area? Yeah, maybe I think. Um, but but for me, um, the the first thing is to get the PhD written. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, I think there's there's room for wider research as well in this area. Yeah. So interesting. Just remind us, Claire, uh, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about how they might be able to contribute stories, information to help you along your way, what should they do? Well, there are three ways you can get in touch with me at the moment. The first is you can contact me via email, which is barcl 
282 at student that's my email, or people can text me on 021-444-997, or if they'd like to take the online survey, that is bit.ly, which is B-I-T dot L-Y backslash singing underscore survey, and that will take them straight to the online survey. All right, I'm going to give you Claire's email address just in case you missed any of it again. It's, it's B-A-R-C-L. 282 at student.otago.ac.nz and if you missed all of that you can give the station a call during office hours a little bit later in the day and we can pass those contact details on. Claire Barton, thanks for taking some time to join us on the Awesome Morning Show. All the best with your research. It's going to be fascinating to see what else you turn up. Good luck. Thank you very much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.